Welcome to Firearms Trainers Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I am your host, Rob Beckman. Today is the second in the series as we follow new instructors in building a business from the ground up. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Head on over to their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at Pig Loop. Pig Loop brings you the best performance for your firearm by combining high-grade synthetic oil with nanoparticle technology. They also support the 2A community by sponsoring competitive shooters and firearm instructors everywhere. Order some Pig Loop today, and I'm sure you'll be telling your students about it because the unique applicator allows you to use less and then get it where you need it without the waste. Check out their other quality cleaning products and swag at piglube.net and use coupon code FTP20 for 20% off at checkout. Today, we are joined by Tamika Love and Aquarius Love from the Lawfully Armed and Skillfully Trained Women Organization. Welcome, Tamika and Aquarius. How are things going today? Hey, Rob. Oh, good. Well. It's good to be here today. Yeah. Great. Well, this is part two, and we're following you. You know, the last time we we talked to you, you were just beginning your business and getting your feet on the ground. You completed your NRA uh, pistol instructor program. Um, but before we jump into things, give our listeners, the ones that didn't hear part one, a little bit about your background and why you're what why you chose to start a create a, a firearm training business. So uh, this is Aquarius Love and. Um, for me, it was just, um, you know, it, as a child, um, I was never exposed to firearms or anything. Um, I always saw them as, you know, like weapons. They weren't uh, necessarily anything for protection um, or for self-protection. It was just more so like, you know, weapons. I saw them as bad things. Um, as I got older, you know, mid-30s or so, it was like, you know what? I've never held a firearm, uh, never shot one. Let's, you know, check it out. So, Anyway, uh, not to make it a long story, I uh, eventually went ahead and took an introductory gun safety course. And, um, you know, the first time I shot, it was just like so much adrenaline. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I, I really like this. Oh, and okay. um, and so uh, so anyway, it just kind of became a hobby for me. And um, and then but as Tamika and I, you know, went to the ranges and everything to shoot and just kind of uh, get off some practice. We would just see like, you know, different ladies coming in and, you know, they might be intimidated or um, we would see them like, you know, just kind of nervous or either like somebody was in there who wasn't qualified to teach them. And, you know, they'd be standing behind them and, um, you know, they might shoot off into the rafters or something. They get all nervous and step back. And so it was like, you know, so our hearts went out, you know, to um, to just women who weren't properly trained and women who just felt like, you know, they couldn't get into firearms that just wasn't for them. And we knew that, that wasn't the truth. Like, you know, if they had the the right training and um, all that good stuff that, you know, they could very well enter into it as well. So our hearts went out to that, just start taking a lot of different uh, courses. And we just decided, Hey, you know, let's <laughs> do this as a business. So <laughs> yeah. that's a, uh, yep. Just jump in it to win it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm, I'm Tamika and basically like she, everything she said. So, you know, we're out here in, in uh, Brownsburg, Indiana, um, in Indianapolis. And we, we saw a lot of interest, um, uh, you know, over the years. And we just thought, you know what, why not us? Um, mm -hmm. I, I got interested because uh, our, the church I was at at the time wanted to start a security team. And I was uh, kind of excited about that. Um, I didn't know that why I liked the Westerns 
as I was coming up, but I soon found out. <laughs> so again, I took a few classes and, you know, I just loved it. And um, one of the biggest things for us, the passion that we consistently have is just empowering, seeing people be empowered, um, you know, turning that corner of I can't and, you know, I'm not allowed um, to, you know, I can. And so here we are. Here we are. Well, that's really good. That's really good. And as I said before, you, you know, the first part of this series, uh, we talked to you and you were just getting your feet on the ground. You had completed the NRA pistol instructor program. So mm-hmm. what's changed since then? How, how's business been, you know, training all those types of things. Tell, tell the audience what's changed. Goodness. Well, <laughs> everything, <laughs> everything's changed. Goodness. I know the first time around, uh, like you said, we were just getting started and um, it was kind of like, you know, how do we garner interest? How do we um, get people to sign up? You know, what type of marketing do we need to do? And uh, and really, it's it's all about providing a you know good service and having somebody who will talk about you. Yeah, you know, sure. um, you know, one day out of the word blues, of mouth but, advertising, right? Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yes, because we had, I mean, it was it was you know one person who reached out and was like, hey, you know, um, I shared you guys on you know this website and <laughs> and and just from there it was like, oh, what? We didn't know that was available to us, and you know, people just kind of start to you know sign up and everything and. You know, just having, um, just having, uh, you know, like I said, a quality product or a quality um, um, experience for people, uh, it, it just goes a long way. I mean, we've found that, you know, uh, people have had other training courses and uh, it may not have gone the way they expected or, right. you know, maybe they didn't uh, receive the connection that they had hoped for. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, I, I think we, you know, bring bring, um, an element of, um, of making them feel like it's okay. You know, we have a lot of women who come in and, you know, they're so nervous and, and we're like, it's okay. We've been there too, (laughs) you know? Um, so just being able to have that one-on-one, you know, interaction and everything with them. Um, so it's just been, it's been amazing just finding out what works for us, what kind of, you know, sets us apart. And, um, so yeah, a, a lot. Significant, a significant uh, uptick. Yes, 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 <laughs> in, very much in so. Interest in people uh, reaching out and, uh, you know, we've not had, not not that it can't ha- happen, you know, we've really not had uh, anyone cancel on us. They, they follow through. Uh, we try to work with them. True. Um, we might have had to can- uh, transfer maybe once. Reschedule. For, yep. for COVID scare and, and right. we're happy to... to, to, to <laughs> To reschedule, we have a business uh, business mentor um, that really talked to us about, um, yes. you know, picking up on Instagram. And that's kind of where things change for us. Um, as she said, Instagram is king. I mean, people can use what they want in terms of social media. But for us, it worked. Um, and ever since then, we I mean, we get we probably just got another inbox just now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So it's been it's been consistent just four months later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so here, here's an interesting question for you, but what, in those last, you've been doing this six months, give or take, what yeah. would you, would you have done anything differently? Uh, <laughs> right. You know, what's, what's, what's interesting about it is that um, after, you know, after we did the, the first um, podcast with you, we were like, hmm. oh my goodness, six months later, what are we going to have to tell them? You know, <laughs> <laughs> True story. <laughs> and then, you know, everything just kind of start, you know, booming or whatever. And it was like, oh, wow, we have a lot, you know, we can say or whatever. But, yeah. um, 
anything different? You know, it, th- this whole thing has just um, been been kind of mind blowing in a sense. I mean, you know, with 2020 and, you know, COVID and just the different things we've had to put in place to, um, to mitigate the risk of, you know, of all of that. Um, I, I can't, I can't really, I mean, we've kind of been taking everything, you know, step by step. I can't really think of anything, um, we would have necessarily done different besides maybe starting earlier. That than was we did. what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a month or <laughs> Yes, getting into the business a little earlier. Maybe, yeah, but probably, uh, you know, a year or two earlier, we, we may have um, not been as tentative. Yes, uh, right. Maybe we would have started earlier. Then once we did um, begin, we might have started a month or a month and a half earlier. Yeah. But we did want to, you know, get our feet wet and um, kind of make sure we were offering – the people what they needed and mm-hmm. and just to um, collaborate with other trainers and other areas and close by regions in Ohio and mm-hmm. and such and just being able to go out and see some of some of their um, process. I mean, I, we think it, I think it was helpful. And I, I think a lot of times you're, you're better to, to have to feel like you have to catch up than to get out there ahead of yourself. And maybe you didn't do due diligence to just uh, look at the field a little bit and, and kind of pay attention to what people were needing. But, but I guess if we had to pick something, we might've would have started a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think you're in the same boat. A lot of us are to where, you know, we start off and once, once we figure out it's not as scary as it, it originally yeah. seemed, we all wish yeah. we probably would have done, in, you know, a couple of years earlier. Uh, yep. for it. And yep. then, um, you know, as things, you know, continue to build, um, continue to grow, you know, there, there's always challenges, but you know, it's, it's moving in the right direction. That's, that's right. important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So getting back to your Instagram, Facebook, different things like, can you tell the audience, you know, what your business advisor kind of suggested to you and you know, what made, made the big difference? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I think Facebook was the first thing that we started with. Um, so she really encouraged us. Um, she, she owns a business, obviously. Um, and she encouraged us with a website. Um, and I think we started off with a simple kind of a platform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she encouraged us to uh, you know, expand it a little, little bit. So we moved into Squarespace. That works for us. There's a lot of options out there. Um we did research there. And um, one of the things she kept saying is get on Instagram. Instagram is king. <laughs> so so we did that. Um, she encouraged us to use certain um, software and platforms like um, Canva. So Canva is a app that you can use to um, help with your advertising. You can drop a picture in there. You can put letters or words in there. And it just makes it a little more neat, uh, neater and more professional. Um, and so we did step by step things like that, that really um, made a difference. And it was Instagram that um, someone saw uh, one of the posts that we did, you know, taking some pictures, uh, make sure it was OK with, uh, you know, the class or two that we started out with and showing some of the other ladies actually coming and having fun, mm-hmm. um, short video clips. And right. we would you know, <clears throat> drop that on Instagram. And, you know, uh, he it was a, it was a guy that came across it and he shared it on another, um, Facebook platform and that just did it. Uh, we had a constant, I think I was telling you, we went from 29 followers, uh, which is great. Hey, 
um, to <laughs> uh, over three, 350. Uh, so, and that was within I mean, 32 30, hours. Yeah. So, yeah. It was less than, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, why is my phone? Why am I getting all, why am I getting all these? We'd be like, is this a alerts? joke? Is, yeah. this a, is, is this real? Yeah, we thought we did. We, we thought, oh, we've been hacked or, you know, something strange is happening and, and true enough. And, and we had to be prepared and we did find ourselves paddling, trying to keep up a little yes. bit. Yes. Um, so that's something else we, we would do differently is, yeah. you know, you step out um, and, and, and have your game plan as if you have, you know, people waiting already. Well, how would you prepare? How would you mm-hmm. have your classes set up your classes calendar your um you know your links to your cal- to your um to your sign up you know what what would you do if you had them already do that because you'll go from not having them to you know they're all lined up outside your virtual door right so, right right so um yeah and then having your your materials um in queue um and being prepared and we had done that we'd gotten you know, bought some eyes and ears and, and, and we started out as if, okay, you know, we got colors because we thought, you know, the ladies that's coming, they might like colors. So uh, we, we felt pretty good about that because mm-hmm. we had that in place and we, we had our, our, um, our materials in place. So, so that was one less thing we had to do. So uh, that was some of the things that she kind of shared with us. And we did, we did those things and it made a difference. It did. And I think another um, really big thing, too, that she encouraged us to do was to, um, you know, get out in front of the people. She's like, you know, make Mm -hmm. sure that they know who you are. Uh, People like to, you know, uh, feel like they're connected to you. They like to feel like they know something about you, you know, and that you're, you know, legit. Um, And so, like, um, you know, when people come to the class, they they feel just like that, like they actually know us, you know, already. And it's it's a lot easier for for them to kind of let down and they're just like and by the end of the classes they're like oh my gosh we love you ladies and you know we're going to tell everybody about you and uh, you know they they feel like it's like you know a family or mm-hmm. something you know so yeah. they appreciate the connection they appreciate the one-on-one time that we're able to offer them and um and so it's like it, that works you know just little video clips that will will drop you know just you know mm-hmm. hey you know or um just some type of advertise fun advertisement that just kind of shows our personalities so yeah. um so that's really been helpful as well she told us to take opportunity and we did even from right right when it was uh posted on that on the one site that the young fella shared it on um oh yeah we had people reaching out hey you know you want to do a video shoot or you want to do uh we were invited to a uh business fair yes um and we went uh we actually had a class that day and we figured out how can we do it it's all day Mm -hmm. um but by the time we're done with class it'll be a few hours left and it was it would have been easy for us to say oh it's over but we went right um and we met some people there and i think uh, one of the biggest things is it got us outside of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, so we tried to to take, you know, what seemed to be baby steps. Yeah. Um, that turned into bigger steps, but at least you know, at least we did it. We haven't signed any autographs yet. No one's asked us for those yet. <laughs> but but we're but we're prepared. See, we have pens with our name on. <laughs> okay. In the show notes, there'll be an address that you can take and, uh, you know, send your request to Tamika and Aquarius for their autographs. Exactly. <laughs> we're ready. <laughs> How many pens do we order? A thousand, I think. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
So advertising, uh, word of mouth sounds real, really good. Did you do any other kind of advertising? Did you do print or flyers or any anything like that? Let's see. We did. Uh, we ordered. We ordered a couple t-shirts for ourselves to be able to wear, <laughs> um, yeah. so people could see those. We ordered pins. Um, so and uh, so and cards. So when we went to the business fair, we you know was able to to hand out the pins, hand out the cards. Um, Anything else we did? Did we do some flyers once? Uh, it's we, mostly like digital flyers right. using mm-hmm. like and Facebook and Instagram, um, and then using things like Canva to you know make digital. Since most people are online, uh, we did look into some flyers once and thought we would mm-hmm. flyer the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think it was after we kind of uh, had had some time with uh, our business mentor you know, we, we decided that virtual was probably going to be an easier way to reach more um, than like flyering the neighborhood. <laughs> Not saying we won't because, right. you know, hey, walking and meeting friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, helps. all that works. Yeah. So those were the platforms we use most along okay. with our website, of course, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You've got a nice website, some nice videos on there. And uh, uh, there'll be a link in the show notes again, as always. And people want to go along and get some, uh, ideas about what they can do with their website and yeah. do that. Um, one of the things that I, when we were talking before we started recording, you had some great success that, you know, with going along word of mouth advertising, because some of your uh, students actually came back and they came back with their, their kids, yep. their teenage uh, uh, oh, kids. Yeah. Can you tell our audience mm-hmm. a little bit about how that developed? Because I think from a uh, instructing uh, standpoint, you know, we go along, a lot of people come to us for concealed carry instruction, but at the same time, it's really important to make sure that the, you know, the teenagers that are going to be home alone, or they're going to be, um, you know, around, they're going to have more access and say, you know, a, a five-year-old would to the, to the house, they're going to know how to get into more, more things is how to go along mm-hmm. and make sure they know how to do things safely. We can describe, describe how you got into that. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, during our classes, uh, yeah, initially it was just, um, you know, a a lot of adults or whatever sign up for the class. And, um, but, you know, within the class, of course, obviously we, when we're talking about, you know, gun safety, we also address like, if you have, you know, children at home and the importance of them knowing, uh, about gun safety as well. And so just, just kind of going through the class and just, you know, them realizing how much they don't know about gun safety and being educated uh, Mm -hmm. through the class. They're like, you know what? My family needs to know this, yes. you know? And so like if they, so then they start asking or inboxing, like, you know, uh, will you teach my 15 year old? Will you teach my, you know, 16 year old? Will you teach my 13 year old? And so we were like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, but so we, we just saw like an uptick of interest in, you know, people wanting their teenagers um, to, to, to be knowledgeable mm-hmm. um, of gun safety. And especially if they were going to have them, you know, in the home and especially as they get you know, a little older and parents might not always be at home, you know, them wanting yes. them to uh, be properly um, trained on safety and, and, and firearms ownership as well. Um, so, you know, whether or not now the majority so far, I mean, they're like, yeah, we want them to learn how to shoot too, but mm-hmm. you know, we will offer as well, just, you know, the gun safety course, sure. um, if they just want to know about, you know, just gun safety, but, um, but yeah, so, so that's, what's kind of been going on. And so we're going to have our, um, our first one uh, with the youth uh, this upcoming weekend. So we're really, really looking forward to that and an expansion to, you know, what we normally teach. 
So. Right. And, and putting it on schedule uh, <clears throat> more often. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it speaks to as well, the level, the level of um, comfort. Yes. That, yes. Y- you know, many of their mothers uh, we have, right. and we've had generation, generational deep classes where there was yep. mother, um, grandmother. Uh, one we had, it was a, a, a three. It was a granddaughter. She was oh, yes. maybe 18 uh-huh. mother and then grandmother. Yes. Um, and that we've had that like two or three times, right. which mm-hmm. was really neat to see. Uh, but I think it speaks to the level of um, comfort they begin to feel in the class as well as taking away the stigma because yeah. culturally, yep. And we teach that the firearms is a culture. Yes. And so mm-hmm. you have cultures within cultures within cultures. And I think just them affording themselves the opportunity to be taught that mm-hmm. gun safety is should be a normal thing. And right. it's a good thing. It's a safe thing. And it's an OK thing that those walls or the guard guarded, you know, guarded postures of not being sure kind of they come tumbling down and um, they just feel safe right. in the gun safety class. Right. Go figure. <laughs> and, and they feel a sense of, wow, this is OK. Yeah. And this should be just as normal as me, you know, teaching them to be safe when they cross the, the you know, the street yeah. and look both ways. And I, right. I think it speaks a lot, um, a lot to that. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. because, uh, you know, as a as we see, you know, what's happened in 2020 and seems like we're heading into 2021 the same way with some yeah. of the social unrest and crime is on the rise. Um, you know, everybody has the right to self-defense. Yes. And at the same time, if you're going to have a firearm in your home, you want to make sure that everybody in the home knows how, knows how to be safe, to be not safe. necessarily shooting it, but as far as knowing, you know, if they see it on the table, you know, yeah, how right. do they pick it up? How do they do things? Because, yeah. you know, I, you guys have heard it in the instructor classes I teach, you know, 80 plus percent of what people come into a class thinking they know about a gun, you've got to unprogram them because that 80% comes from watching uh, Hollywood movies from watching TV shows. And when you go along and look at it and it's like, okay, that guy's got his finger on the trigger and he just, you know, did five headshots diving across the table, you know, without any problems and and such, you go along and that's not realistic. And you you realize that people got a very skewed perspective when it comes to guns as a whole. And as instructors, and it sounds like you guys are doing a great job with it is going along, educating people about the proper use, uh, how to use them. And then also how to be safe about it. Uh, yes. Always, always want to, always want to be safe. Yep. Yes, absolutely. We do that. Now here, here's the $20,000 question for you. <laughs> uh, we're leading into, we'll be doing episode three sometime this summer. What are the challenges that you're facing right now as, uh, you know, two new instructors building a business from the ground up? Yeah, that's good. I I think one of the things we're starting to feel now is it's we want to do more. Yeah. Yeah. We we try to um, structure our scheduling and our classes in a way that we can give, um, you know, individualized attention. So we really keep the classes um, very manageable. Um, and then on top of that, we have COVID and things like that, you know, running around. Um, so, uh, we'd like to do more. We find that the busyness, um, at the ranges sometimes, you know, conflict with how much we can schedule, um, with our own lives, um, the cost of ammunition, 
Um, <laughs> did I mention cost the and the availability? Did I mention the yeah cost and, the, and availability of ammunition? Yeah. So so there are some limits um, that you know we have to uh, you know respect and realize is is there. So that that's a big challenge. It's like we we'd like to do more courses, um, offer more within the month, um, and really have freer access to to space and use. We're really thankful that we have a local ranch here that's been very, very, um, more than willing. I mean, they, yeah. they've really been great in just working with us and inviting us in and letting us kind of roll with everything. Um, but, but it's been a challenge with being able to, to service more and, and do more because of those types of, uh, uh limit limitations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything you think of? That's, that's pretty much what I was thinking of too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think those are definitely our, our biggest challenges right now. Okay, now for the final question for this year. Who's, who's been an influential instructor or influential book that you would recommend to other instructors to uh, check out to improve upon themselves, whether it's self-help, firearms, marketing, um, things like that? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I was, I was thinking about that a little bit earlier. And, and what's interesting that stands out to me, um, I was reflecting on it, is uh, one of the students that we had, it, it became a student becoming a teacher. Um, mm. And it's, it was double interesting because I think the book that I shared last time had elements of, of that in it, which is the teacher um, always staying in a place of being a student. And so in one of the classes that we had, uh, one of the ladies that joined was just sharing with us, she had just had a course um, a handgun course at another um, facility. And, and she talked about how she felt and felt disregarded because there were others in the class that knew more. And um, it was evident to her that the attention was given more to the ones who maybe the instructor felt um, already knew more. Um, and it was for, for that to stand out for a student mm-hmm. that, that an instructor gave more attention to those who seemed more able, um, uh, that, that hit home for me. And so it changed my trajectory. I'd I'd like to think that I'm attentive to all, um, but it really did change my focus and cause me to focus more on, um, those who I can tell maybe are shrinking back. Um, which also helps with having a class that's smaller because you don't have people getting lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that that might be a little different, but the student in that moment became the teacher. And sometimes I think when we get in the flow of doing the teaching and, and we know that they're there to learn from us, we forget that we can learn from, from them. And it, it it's helped, I think, me personally as an instructor, be more attentive to the reality that people are more intimidated than I think. Um, you know, they're, they're more unsure than what I think and that they need more of my, not just attention, but confidence in them that mm-hmm. they can do it. Yeah. Um, so that has been a real teaching point for me that's called, that has caused me to be even more attentive, especially to the one that I can tell, um, is very unsure. 
Right. Some, sometimes the, the people that, that need the most or that are screaming for help the most are the ones not saying anything. And that's what, that's what you uh, picked up on. That's uh, yes. very insightful to make Aquarius. Who, who would be you or what would be your experience? Yeah. And just to add on to hers real quickly, it was so interesting because um, that student of ours, I mean, she turned out to be one of the absolute best we've ever had. I mean, she was like eager to learn. She was so patient, like any um, adjustments that we gave her when she was out on the range, she made them and she, you know, hit her targets. I mean, she just took everything in, you know, so well. And it was just like, you know, that's too bad that, um, you know, uh, classes she's been to prior didn't, you know, quite pay attention uh, to her, um, to the possibilities, you know, uh, for her. Um, so yeah, so she, she, she's great. That was a really good um, example. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, we talked about it a little earlier, but I think, uh, when I was kind of thinking on a little earlier, I would say, uh, for us has been so impactful to have a business mentor. And, um, you know, for us, it was, you know, it wasn't even, uh, she wasn't anyone that we like, particularly sought out. She kind of, you know, came to us or whatever. And we were just like so thankful, but we just didn't realize how much and how impactful it would be to have Mm -hmm. somebody who understands, you know, a business model, to have somebody who understands, uh, you know, brand marketing, to have somebody who um, understands what it is to have like a strong, you know, logo. So, Mm -hmm. um, so, so I I think uh, for me, uh, yeah, what I would share is to to have somebody who can help you along, you know, in the business, somebody who's had a successful business and somebody who can um, help you build a strong foundation. Yeah. Remaining teachable. Yes. You know, just yes, remaining always. teachable and, and from areas that you wouldn't think that um, good lessons to help you grow would come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we, yes. we're, we're in service and she's in product. Right. <laughs> Go mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you know, there are elements of product, but it's just I think we can miss um, where our biggest help um, to get us to a next level can come from. Yeah. Yeah. I heard a, a minister one time go along and say that. God gave us one mouth and two ears, and we should use them in those proportions. And <laughs> yes. We listen to what our uh, students are asking for instead of telling them what they're asking for. Um, that can be a big game changer as you found out where, you know, you find it, find those students that are answering questions and they're the ones screaming for the most help, and, yeah. you know, really, really engaging with them and doing things. Yes, absolutely. Well, we really appreciate you coming on for the second time and looking forward to touching base with you again in about six months for part three of this, to see where you've gone as a business to give uh, you know, a little bit of recommendations out there, because believe it or not, the instructors that'll be listening to this, probably half of them will already have their business established and probably the other half will be brand new instructors trying to figure out just like you, you are, you know, what do I need to do to get my business up and running and be uh, successful and, you know, be able to help out the community. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your time because uh, this is uh, extremely valuable for those uh, first time instructors. Yeah. Thank you for having us. We're loving it and we look forward to coming back. Great. Well, hey, that's a wrap for this episode. We've got a few requests. If you have any ideas, questions, or feedback, please email us at ftpaconcealedcarry.com. Visit our sponsors, especially the Firearms Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor insurance. Being a responsible instructor means having uh, insurance coverage. And remember, use promo code FTP10 for 10% off at checkout. And please share this episode on your Facebook, Instagram, or other social media so that other instructors can get this great information and learn from it. Remember, we bring this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe, everyone.
Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.